0: Good morning and welcome to the Snake River Lib podcast. I'm feeling much better today. The voice is not quite there yet, but feeling much better. Welcome. Thank you so much for listening. Um, I wanted to start off by tying up uh, at least a couple of loose ends from last night and then, <coughs> excuse me, and then move on from there. I'm going to take a sip away from my uh, Creo brew. Uh, today it's my favorite as the uber dark Spanish roast. I think it may be a psychological favorite more than anything because it says Spanish in the name. Anyway, thank you so much for listening. Uh, one of the things I wanted to tie up, I mentioned last night the uh, Chucky Schumer, uh, the Senate Majority Leader, Uh, talking about the need for amnesty for all the illegals in this country. And we highlighted that from the border aspect, but one thing that I neglected to mention is his rationale for waving a magic wand and making them all legal. And it's this. The birth rate in this country is not sufficient to maintain the population. And so we have too many jobs available. Not enough people to fill them, And because of that, we need to grant amnesty to illegals. I find it very interesting that the party that advocates for the killing of babies turns around and has the audacity to then say, well, we don't have a high enough birth rate. And so we need to grant amnesty to all these illegal aliens. What do you think about that? That was probably the most important thing about what Senator Schumer said, and I neglected to mention it last night, and I apologize for that, that I had to actually bring it back up. Um, But along the lines of speaking about the border, you have uh, in Yuma Arizona now there's a problem where of course they're overwhelmed by illegals to the point where people that are living in that area now are having armed security in their neighborhoods and in their you know to protect and keep illegals away from their property by the way this is something that the military should be doing there should never be should not have to defend their personal property and private property from people who have, are, should not even be here in the first place. As I was out Power off. driving a little bit this morning, I was listening to the David Webb show on SiriusXM, had a substitute host. And one thing they mentioned was that you know, The question that should be asked of Mayorkas, the Secretary of Homeland Security, is when he says that the border is secure, he needs to define what that means, so that we all have basic terminology. My under my if you if my interpretation of when somebody says the border is secure is that only people that are authorized to come across are coming across, meaning they're coming through legal ports of entry. And that they have permission to be here. My guess is that that is not Secretary Mayorkas' definition. You know, my wife tried this uh, uber dark. And she said that, well, you know what would make that really good? Is if it had some sugar and some cream in it. And I said, that's hot chocolate. I just thought it was kind of funny. I like it. I love the bitter taste of the cacao. I won't lie. I do put a very, very small amount of sugar in it. But I love that bitter taste of the dark, heavy cacao flavor. No, they're not a paid advertiser of this program. Can you imagine where private citizens are having to hire people? Can you imagine where the governor of a state has to take action to defend the sovereignty of the border? Because the federal government, the one job of all the jobs that the federal government's doing, none of which it's doing well, but the one job that the federal government should be doing it can't do, which is securing the border. And so again, the definition is very very key. Somebody needs to get that little weasel, Mayorkas, on the record as to how he defines a secure border. I mentioned the fact that fentanyl is the number one killer, 18 to 45, more so than COVID. but I had a couple of statistics here I wanted to throw at you because I was looking around at uh, just some statistics just for fun you know how that is you know statistics are are what they are they're just they're just a snapshot at some facts if or at some numbers really I guess you can call them facts or not the blaze which is one of my favorite sources of information. Um, do they perhaps have a conservative tilt to their reporting? They, I, they do, but they also report on a lot of stories, and they try very hard to, at least on the reporting aspect of it, keep that bias out. The Blaze is reporting a study by Just Facts which is a nonprofit research institute, based on the number of murders in 2021, they found that if the crime rate of 2021 continues, one out of 179 Americans will eventually be murdered over the course of their lifetimes. Well, I mean, that's not even, what, half a percent? I guess it is a half percent, one out of 179. A little bit more than half of a percent chance of being murdered over the course of your life. But as I was reading that, I asked myself, how does that compare... COVID deaths in the United States, well the United States has uh, per million deaths 3,176 deaths per 1 million of the population. Not one million of the people that get COVID, but out of the overall population. So, some simple math. Well, it just went away. Um, Would be that that is. Three thousandths of a percent. Think about what we did for COVID. Shut down businesses. Shut down schools. Decided to take hope away from people by denying them access to their churches. That number, by the way, is a little bit more than half the rate predicted of people that will die in the United States of, from murder over the course of their lifetime. Of course, that doesn't even include the uh, sizable number of people that are murdered before they're ever born. or in the immediate aftermath of being born this is just people who will die a violent death at the hands of someone else over the course of their life one out of 179 compared to what three out of a thousand Do you like those odds? Do you think that we should be taking draconian action to deal with this crime crisis? The FBI, Homeland Security, refuses to acknowledge that groups such as Antifa, Black Lives Matter, have the potential to be domestic terrorists. That right there is a huge problem, especially in light of what happened, you know, what we're considering uh, in January on January sixth of twenty twenty one, as an insurrection. Did you know that while many of the people involved in the January 6 protests had weapons, most of those weapons were back in their hotels because they didn't want to violate DC gun laws. I want you to think about that for a moment. Not one single person has been charged with a gun crime and based on what Washington DC is going to be doing even fewer people are going to be charged with gun crimes coming up and we'll be right back and we'll talk about that and we're back here at the lib enjoying the Spanish uh, uber dark roast Creole Brew Roast Cacao I mentioned the the uh, little tease on uh, Washington DC And they're pushed to turn their uh, city into a crime-ridden hellscape, not unlike Chicago, San Francisco, or New York, or Philadelphia, for that matter. You know, why should they have all the fun? One of the things, specifically, that is being touted in Washington, D.C., is that they're going to not really prosecute gun crimes anymore. Which begs the question, why do we want to pass more gun legislation when your major cities are not even, or the feds in general, are not enforcing the laws as they now stand? this is the problem in every facet of the United States government it's too hard to change the laws or to eliminate laws so we're just going to ignore them you know I mentioned yesterday about title 42 and how how federal judges ruled that title 42 cannot be used to exclude people from this country We hear our immigration system is broken, yet we're not enforcing the laws as they stand. Now, granted, they don't want to, but you have to ask yourself this How much effort did the federal government put into defending the use of Title 42 in the court? My guess is none. It would be like uh, Barack Obama. Defending the uh, Defense of Marriage Act, which, granted, was unconstitutional. But, the President chose to not defend an act that was passed by an overwhelming majority in the House. And it was like 97 to 3 in the Senate and a Democrat president signed in the law. I think that our leaders, and this is one thing that the Congress should do, need to hold people to account, these leaders to account for their willingness to uphold the law. And Republicans, when a leader says, well we don't think that that law is just, they should turn it around and should say, okay Secretary Mayorkas, will the administration support us on a bill to eliminate these laws? okay Director Ray of the FBI who should be brought up on criminal charges for his failure to act or to answer since you're choosing not to enforce gun laws, actually that would be BATF but FBI is kind of the enforcement arm for that will you support us in repealing these laws that you're choosing not to enforce, and get them on record, and when they say no, or when they hem and haw, which is what they will do, you've got grounds for impeachment right there because they have admitted that they're not willing to either work with you to eliminate laws which are are unjust, which they think they are. By the way, they think that those laws are unfair. So, they're not willing to enforce them and they're not willing to work to repeal them. Because the thing is, if the law is on the books, somebody can always be charged. Even if you're not normally enforcing it. Marijuana charge, you know, or a gun charge re- related to uh, possession of marijuana, which, by the way, if you ingest marijuana of any kind it's illegal for you to own or use a firearm or even touch a firearm 10 year sentence or more is it being enforced? you know you would think with all the clamor for new gun laws that the simple answer would be to enforce the ones that are on the books but we can't do that that's too hard those laws have a negative impact on people of color I don't know how I mean a law is a law a law doesn't see race But yeah. So, those of you that live in Missouri, when you go home and light up, just remember the feds could come and send you away for a long time if you have a firearm in the house. Missouri, or any other state that has medicinal or recreational usage of marijuana but we should change the laws i mean that's i'm all for that change the laws get rid of the laws you know there was something just right on the tip of my tongue that i wanted to say and it just got derailed and so i apologize for that Um, The Washington Post has an article out regarding the, uh, if you remember back in August when the feds, uh, jackbooted thugs, stormed into Mar-a-Lago and took a bunch of uh, Trump's stuff, and we were told the threat to national security, etc. Well, it turns out that most of the stuff that they found, even if it was, air quotes, classified. Remember, a president ultimately has the say, and the fact that they were in his possession is a de facto declassification. Turns out the stuff in his library, or in in Mar-a-Lago, is simply stuff that most presidents would desire to have with them. At least that's what the Washington Post is reporting. So you know, we had much ado about the Trump raid and the cl- the classified information, nuclear codes, etc., which of course is all a crock. Everybody that had a brain knew it at the time. Student loan debacle: uh, the forgiveness unconstitutional. Uh, the Biden Education Department has removed the application for that forgiveness from its website. Are people really that gullible that they see that free money? And so they vote for a brain-dead moron. not that he's brain-dead, but there's been an update on John Fetterman as he prepares to transition to the Senate is his aides have specifically said that the press will not be allowed to shout questions at Fetterman in the hallways of Congress. Now this is a time-honored tradition you know, this is where you get some of your best quotes. But they're not going to be allowed to because he's still recovering from his st- stroke. Now the question becomes so he'll be sworn in in January. Will there be a push at some point for him to become the husband of an appointed senator. Numerous news outlets, not conservative outlets, reporting that while Fetterman may be the senator, that the real senator is his wife Giselle. How about that? One last thing. There's a lot of soul searching in the Republican Party, and they really need to pick it up here. The people in general, meaning conservative leaning independents, as well as Republicans. Are going to want to know and are going to want to see some change in the Republican Party if they're going to have a chance in 2024 they're going to want to see some heads roll and believe me heads should roll now McConnell's isn't going to roll McCarthy's isn't going to roll. I thought it was hilarious that Rick Scott was going to challenge McConnell for the leadership role because more than McConnell, Rick Scott is uh, the one in charge of making sure the Republicans got a majority in the Senate, and he blew it. You know, we could talk about this, that, or the other. Talk about him being on a yacht in Italy during August. kind of a bad look but ultimately it's the results that matter you know it's like Ben Shapiro says you know facts don't care about your feelings Trump has announced he's gonna run for election definitely needs to be a very vigorous primary I don't think that Trump can win a general election Lindsey Graham I mentioned previously Derek Hunter had a great piece about how Lindsey Graham really you can point the finger at because after uh, the Dobbs decision denationalized abortion Lindsey Graham went nationalized by proposing a 15-week ban The fact that every candidate, in the a Democrat candidate in the United States, lied about what Lindsey Graham proposed is irrelevant. The results are what matter. Abortion was already going off the radar in August. Lindsey Graham proposes this thing and puts it right back square one. It was used here in Kansas for uh, Joan Finney, I mean, Laura Kelly. And uh, Sharice Davids again, as a, in their runs against Sam Brownback. I mean, Derek Schmidt and Amanda Atkins. You wouldn't have never known that by their ads, though. It was Sam Brownback they were running against. Another name that I haven't mentioned. Ronna McDaniel. She has presided as the head of the RNC over three straight massacres. twenty eighteen, Republicans lost the majority in the House. twenty twenty, the Republicans lost the majority in the Senate and the White House in 2022 where they should have slaughtered Democrats in the House and picked up the majority in the Senate they did not pick up the majority in the Senate they'll be lucky if they can hold on to a 50-50 minority and they eked out a majority in the House Ronald McDaniel needs to go results matter and she's a Romney. That right there is enough in my view. What do you think? We espouse individualism in this nation, at least we used to. Where you made it on your own, yes. Did you have help? Yes. Did did people rally around people in times of need? Yes. But ultimately, they rally around individuals. And it's individuals that rise up. My life matters. Does yours? It's the lib.